I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. Who remembered his name today. Took me a second. And today we're doing a podcast... Kind of a general potpourri. Potpourri. A potpourri, as it were. A pot part. No. We have just some random questions, kind of different topics to go over. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple basketball things, maybe one football thing, and that whole like realignment thing that everyone's interested in. They call me the chiropractor of college football, Shelby. I know. You're like... Because I'm always talking realignment. realignment. I literally just came up with that. I like it. And I'm going with it. I think that that should be the lead in every time. Thank you. Um, Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. been guesting on a lot of radio shows and such over the last week talking about the realignment. But we'll get to that because the first question is about basketball. Are you ready? Born ready. Born ready. The doctor realignment. Before we get started, if you like this podcast, and even if you don't, go to wildcatauthority.com and join. Please join. Show your graciousness and appreciativeness. To all of Jason's information. To the website as a whole. For the people. Wildcatauthority.com. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, back to the real hard-hitting news. Arizona basketball coaches are on the road. Which players are the focus of this coaching search? Coaching staff. Well, you you moved <laughs> you moved the question really. That's quickly. right. You're an Arizona fan, and everything's a coaching search. I just want to know right now. Right. So, <laughs> uh, with the coaches this week, it is uh, it is pretty. Clear, right? So Tommy Lloyd is at Peach Jam naturally um, with Jack Murphy. And obviously the focus there is Kwame Evans, Marquise Mookie Cook, and Cody Williams and others. Those are the three priorities top of the list. And then you've got um, Steve Robinson on the road at Under Armour and TJ Benson at D-Days. KJ Lewis, Under Armour has some younger guys. Some guys that maybe Arizona hasn't offered yet, but is recruiting. But Lloyd and Murph being at Peach Jam is clearly the uh, the big deal with Evans, Cook, and Williams being the main target. Um, do I expect a bunch of new offers after this evaluation period? No, because that's not how Arizona rolls, Shelby. They don't roll that way, guys. And it's pretty apparent <laughs> that they know who they're recruiting for 23. They have a, a good grasp on a handful of offers like Zoom Diallo, Carter, Bryan, et cetera, for 2024. And, um, you know, there's a couple guys, like maybe they offer Trey Johnson uh, if he performs well and all that. But right now the the focus is pretty narrow as far as Arizona's coaching staff prospects go. All right. Sounds promising. Thanks, Shell. Yeah. Speaking of KJ Evans, 
um, he said that he will be deciding on August 2nd, which is a momentous day because August 2nd is Jason's birthday. Look, I don't want to brag, but when you think about it, Shelby. Right. And you take a look at August 2nd. It is KJ Evans. Boom. It is Jason Shear. Yes. It is Gabe York. Big day. It is, uh, I think there's some other ones. I've looked it up before. Austin Theory. Yeah, The Wrestler. The Wrestler. Austin Theory. Austin Theory, August 2nd. Uh, I literally just Googled this. Uh, Porzingis, his birthday. Also August 2nd. I just forgot my own birthday. And uh, there's others. Wes Craven. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. I didn't know he was. Sam Worthington, Terminator. Was he the Terminator? I don't know. No, isn't he in in Avatar? Yeah, but he was also one of the Terminators, I think. Anyway. Basically, August second is the best. It's literally day one of the great of the days year. of all time. So, except for December fifth, that's also right. a good day. That's good. So, when we were in Vegas, I put we I played roulette, and I played the fifth for Shelby, and it won, but I didn't put enough money down, so I only won like twenty bucks. That's okay. That's okay because we're gonna win. Like, what is it? Six hundred and thirty million, guys. If you don't hear anything from me after tomorrow, after tomorrow, it's because Shelby and I. It's because someone murdered me, or Shelby and I won six hundred and thirty million dollars, and. I'm just gonna millions. buy. I'm just gonna buy the Pac-12 rights. Mega millions. Anyway, we're really off topic. Right. Sorry. Back to the actual question. KJ Evans Jr. Is, has said he will be deciding on August second. What is the latest? It would be a great surprise as I sit here on July 21st at 9:51 p.m. Arizona time, if he wound up anywhere but Arizona. Uh, if you remember after the Section Seven tournament, I you know I put in a crystal ball. A couple 24-7 guys, national guys, put in a crystal ball. Other people followed. You don't hear as many schools mentioned. It is a top four. From what I understand, it's actually been Arizona and Oregon for a while now. Oregon kind of faded with some of their coaching changes. Oregon. Wow, okay. It would be really very surprising if he did not wind up at Arizona. Recruiting is a weird game, but this is one of them where um, I think Arizona is under the impression that he's going to Arizona. Uh, he hasn't committed yet necessarily, but I think people in his camp um, have kind of implied that he's going to Arizona, and it, it would be a, a surprise. And we'll get into what type of player he is and all that, figuring he commits to Arizona. But as of now, I, I would be surprised if he wound up anywhere else. Awesome. All right, maybe August 2nd will be super. Yep, awesome. sorry, Shelby. It looks like we're staying in my birthday. Oh, man. No, we'll talk about that at the end of this podcast. Actually, if we go out. That's when he'll commit. So maybe we I was gonna say it might be good luck if we do go. Yeah. Out. So we'll go out for my birthday. He'll commit. Something with the realignment will happen. Something with the football will happen. We'll get there. Be it's yeah. It's maybe always, we'll just do that. His birthday always is a weird day for like well, usually, Arizona news. In the past, it's been the first day of fall camp. Yeah. Sometimes. But Jetfish and I have bonded, and he actually delayed it a day to he August third. He gave you a day off. Okay. Speaking of football. Did you like that segue? I did, but you skipped question three. I really like football, though. But, so and go with football. Really and we'll well. come, we can come back to basketball. I don't like your number three question. I think the people in the streets do. Fine, whatever. I'm doing the football question first. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Jacob Cowing is getting a ton of preseason press. What's your take on expectations for him? Yeah, so he was named a preseason watch list for the best wide receiver in the country. Um, he's getting run as one of the best offensive players in the in the conference as a whole arizona and this is actually maybe the most interesting of the bunch so you choose one offensive and one defensive player to go to pac-12 media days next week defensive player is christian young which i think is pretty obvious i'm not even sure who else it it would be 
Uh, but the offensive player is Jacob Cowan. They didn't go with a veteran like a running back. They didn't go with an offensive lineman. They didn't go with Jaden Delora, who, you know, that kind of surprised me. I'd assume your starting quarterback would go. They went with Cowing. A uh, few things. Number one, great kid. Like, I think that the Tucson community is going to fall in love with this kid. Like, really nice kid. Has a beautiful family. Has a child of his own. Just a, a, a great, you know, guy to interview from a media perspective. And really, really good player. It took us one practice in the spring to realize how good Jacob Cowing is. One of those guys where he runs a couple routes to start practice and you're kind of like, oh shit, okay, yeah, this is... The, He's a real deal. Right, he is. And and T-Mac is really good. Obviously, Dorian Singer's good. But in terms of um, actually putting up numbers, I think Cowing will lead the team in both most receiving categories. Uh, he is one of the better receivers in the country. You know, and I had someone tell me outside of Arizona that went to one of the practices that they were surprised that there wasn't more of a push nationally for him when he entered the portal because he's that good. But he still had offers from Oregon, Florida, et cetera, out of the portal. Yeah, I was going to say, that was pretty and good. And Arizona basically landed him, A, because of the recruiting pitch, and um, B, because he, he's originally, he has family in Phoenix. And and so he is, he, he deserves to go to Pac-12 Media Day. I have high expectations for him as well. I think he's going to be one of the best receivers in the conference, and I think he's going to lead Arizona in most receiving categories. Jaden Delore and him have, have kind of built a connection and it, over the summer and do, being able to do the 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11 seven, 11 11 type of stuff and the workouts and all that. Um, and so he's the guy where, you know, if you told me you think Jacob Cowing is the best offensive player in Arizona, I'm not sure I'd really disagree. All right. That was our football question that I skipped over because I I just love football that much, as everybody knows. But I will go back to your basketball question. After Evans, who are the recruits that the staff will focus on for the 2023 class? All right, so there's three. Let's break it down. Uno, dos, tres. Let's start right from the beginning with Mookie Cook. Big Mook. Big Mook. Now, Mookie is obviously a really good player. Um, you know, if he goes to college, I think it's Kentucky or Arizona. If he goes to the G League, it's the G League. I don't know why I just worded it like that. But I would say that the G League is probably the favorite. But Arizona is watching him. He's the guy that Arizona is recruiting with the belief that they can land him. I The rumors are G League, but Arizona is putting time into the recruitment right now. And usually, especially with the way Tommy Lloyd works, if he's putting in time, that means they think that they can get him. The next guy up is Cody Williams, your boy Cody Williams, right? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 6'8", 180 forward from Gilbert Perry. Very good player. Arizona offered him after Section 7. Uh, he's a guy where, you know, he, he keeps it very close to the vest. He's not telling anyone anything in terms of guys that they're offering. And, you know, I'm sorry, in terms of visits or, you know, he'll, he'll report who offered. And, and that's pretty much it. That's where it ends, right? And so he's a guy where, you know, he's got to set up visits and all that and uh, and go from there. After that, um, there's no one really. You know, there's a couple guys, you know, Arizona has looked in the past. It's on the 24-7 target list, like Kerry Booth and Devin Williams. I don't see them getting a visit. There's other guys that, uh, that could eventually pop up. But right now, it's clearly Cody Williams and, uh, and Mookie Cook and Kwame Evans. Those are the three... And I'm sure saying this, I know the next question already by people 
yeah, I'm sure there's a European out there. I don't know of him yet. That's not how this works, but I'm sure that Tommy Lloyd has a, you know, he went all the way to FIBA. It wasn't just for the hell of it. So I'm sure that there's a European guy that they're in, and that doesn't even necessarily mean they're going to take him. But I'm sure that there is a European player that they're in uh, with and, and that they're recruiting. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay. We are now at the moment in the podcast that all of you have been waiting for. If you haven't heard Jason when he was on Michael Luke's Oh, I thought this was your brownie recipe. Oh, I mean, that is good. That's what everyone was I mean, I was going to do that one, but... Um, you've heard Jason's opinion and or knowledge about the realignment frequently the last week and a half or so. Um, realignment is obviously the hot topic. You know, it's a hot topic because I'm waking up in nine hours. Jason has got a 7 a.m. call. And your boy doesn't wake up at 7. be on the Big 12 radio situation tomorrow. Where I can't understand... A lot of them sometimes because I'm not used to Texas accents, so I'll try to. But this is our podcast, Jason Shear. Howdy, yes it is. And the people oh, on good. the streets want to know from our podcast, where are we with everything as it currently stands as of this moment? As of this moment, boom. based on the information that I have, I'm still not changing my opinion about where this is all headed. Now, from what I understand, there are a few options that could come into play. Number one, the Pac-10 could absolutely stay together. They get a deal, right? If I'm ESPN, I'm not giving the Pac-12 a legitimate deal until I find out what's going on with the Big Ten. And what happens that is you have to wait for Notre Dame. Could they lowball the Pac-12? Yes. Now, if the negotiation window ends, does Big George K go and try to get Amazon? Remember, he, he used to work with Hulu and all that. Do they go super unique and do a, a big streaming deal? That, I've heard, is a possibility thinking outside of the box to try to keep the conference alive. Another thing that has mentioned to me is expansion. If expansion happens, San Diego State would be a lock, and it would likely be SMU as well. It wouldn't obviously make up for the loss of UCLA and USC, but it would get you in that Dallas market. It would get you in that San Diego market, and you would at least add schools and try to create a little bit more stability in numbers as opposed to having the smallest big conference in the country. The other option at play is teams leave, and we kind of see what happens from there. Arizona, Utah, Colorado, ASU leave, right? Um, you know, does the Pac-10 still try to stay together? Oregon is trying to boss people around. So I tweeted tonight, I pissed off Oregon fans, that it's funny. <laughs> watching Oregon, Oregon, specifically Phil Knight, is trying to boss teams around to staying in the Pac-10 and trying to create a situation where it's some unequal revenue sharing, but strength, Pac-10, blah, blah, blah. I could literally see a situation, and it would be a stupid idea, where the Pac-12 still loses like three more schools, goes to the Pac-7, and then they try to add more schools still, and like Oregon and Washington State. 
Now, I also heard a few things when I'm trying to, you know, I don't like saying rumors, but why not? Who cares? Um, you know, I, I, I'm looking for clarity on whether or not the Arizona schools could split up. If you saw Ray Anderson's interview today in the Republic, um, it was dog shit. Uh-oh. That's what it was. Yeah, I don't curse a lot. I never curse. It was dog shit. He said that he hasn't talked to any Big 12 AD. He's lying. Um, and if he hasn't, that's because he's not in the room and Michael Crow is talking to Big 12 presidents. All right. That is 100% habit. He is lying about that. And if he's not lying about it, he doesn't actually have a job with ASU. He also said that they're looking for academic blah, blah, blah. Nobody fits that. SMU doesn't fit that. San Diego State doesn't fit that. If that's the case and he's to be believed, which he's not, but if you believe him, then the Pac-10 is not expanding because there's no one out there they can expand with that would fit the academic profile that they go around and brag about, right? He also said that everything is overblown, blah, blah, blah. It's not. I feel very confident in saying that there are major discussions between a handful of Pac-12 schools and Big 12 schools. I know that Arizona's president has very likely talked to other Big 12 presidents because that's what Robbins does. I'm not going to say which schools, but that's what he does. It's it's not public knowledge, but, you know, it's it, 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 the guy is very hands-on. Robbins is going to do what is best for Arizona athletics. He's very, very hands-on. So if you have such a difference between the way that ASU is currently being run and the way that Arizona is being currently run, if you're Arizona, do you start to wonder, hey, can we make this move without ASU? And if the Big 12 says you can, well, now it gets a little more interesting. So I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I don't have clarity on that yet. But, and again, I would still be surprised if they could move without each other. But it is something to keep in mind the more ASU talks because Ray Anderson is just so bad at this. It's just unreal. And then I, I've heard, you know, Washington is more of an option for the Big 12 than people think. Oregon is trying to kind of bully them. Oregon's trying to kind of bully everyone. But I think there's a realization with Washington that it's not getting in the Big 10 anytime soon. And it can wait for Notre Dame. But the problem is it's going to be waiting for a while. And so it, it really comes down to whether or not any school has the balls to jump first. But no school is going to jump alone. So let's say the Big 12 says, you know what, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, you guys ready? And they say, yeah, and they make the jump. Well, now it gets real interesting because now you wonder if it's a domino. So I don't think anything is imminent. If it is, it's really quiet. I could be wrong because, again, like I, I didn't know about USC and UCLA. I had no idea. So it doesn't feel like anything is imminent. I know that there's a feeling that, um, you know, it Pac-12 media day, let's get stuff done, whatever. But as of now, that's the latest. It's so fluid. There's so many dumbasses on Twitter with rumors like, oh, they just completed a board meeting. I know what was said in there. No, you don't. The board meeting, it, they're not. those guys aren't telling people. And they're not talking to a random dude in West Virginia. Okay? So you don't know. You don't have the source at every Pac-12 school. Whatever. Um, so Arizona doesn't have a board meeting scheduled. Utah, the only one that has scheduled board meetings is UCLA. The UC schools because of Gavin Newsom, which was a whole different animal. And then Colorado, I feel like, schedules one every two days because they get free lunch. I don't know. But um, that's, that's where we're at now. It could change. By the time you're listening to this, it is very fluid, very quiet. A part of me almost wonders if the Pac-12 is going to try to add a San Diego State and an SMU quickly in order to kind of show stability or say, hey, you know, we could get strength in numbers too. But the ESPN, the president of ESPN said today was very interesting. 
he said we're not really doing anything until we know where the conferences are. And if ESPN is serious about not moving on the Pac-12 until it knows what the Pac-12 is, the Pac-12 is pretty screwed because those schools aren't signing a long-term deal right now. Yeah. So we kind of answered the last question, kind of, because really you don't know. But the last question is how long could this all take to play out? I mean, worst case scenario, worst case being our health, you know, how bad our, our health could be. It could absolutely be a year. Like ESPN could just sit on it and networks could just sit on it until Notre Dame decides. And Notre Dame might just take their sweet time and decide at the end of the football season. It could absolutely take a year. A lot of it still depends on Notre Dame and that Big Ten contract and the bidding that's going to be insane for it, right? And so that could be a next step. Or, you know, I, it, it, this stuff isn't quick. Lawyers and billable hours are undefeated. There's a reason why lawyers take so long to do stuff. It's because they get money for taking so long to do stuff, right? And so this isn't this whole expansion thing and, and realignment, it, it's never quick. It's not like... Tonight, they're going to invite them. Tomorrow, they're in. You know, one day, there's a... Pre- it's not like that. Like, USC and UCLA were talking for months before anything came to light. And that means that this whole thing, because they were so surprised... Remember, it, it hasn't been that long since USC and UCLA left. So, it could theoretically take a year. It could take the end of the football season. It could take a few weeks. You know, we got to see what happens on August 4th when that negotiation window closes, where ESPN is at. does Do they go to Hulu now, the Pac-12? Do they go to Amazon streaming? Amazon Prime just signed a deal with one fighting championships. Huge deal, exclusive network rights. Is that the first step towards f- football, maybe? Let's see how this does and the reaction it gets. I don't know. But it, it's something where it could take weeks. It could take the full football season. It's, it's just hard to say. I know that there's rumors that the Pac-12 wants to do something before media day, which is next Friday, that would kind of surprise me just because I don't think ESPN is going to move that quickly. And an announcement would be an announcement of stability. You don't announce bad things. So it would announce that the conference is sticking together and it would kind of be a 180 from what I've heard. But again, you never know. It's just such a fluid situation. All right. It's exhausting too, Sean. It is pretty exhausting considering how much more work you it's kind of funny when i talk to the big 12 people and they're like yep welcome to our world this is we went through this already but it's like you know people ask me if asu and arizona could split i don't think oklahoma and oklahoma state could split no one did and until they did right i mean basically nothing is off the table no i don't think anything's off the table except for ray anderson's brain that's nowhere to be found but we already knew he's oh my god that was so pretty dumb so right anyway now to the real news I would like to know, like, kind of give us your replies on Twitter, if anyone's interested in having a meet-and-greet birthday party for Mr. Shear, maybe the weekend before his birthday, and he's recently acquired a love of axe throwing that we got in Las Vegas last weekend. You haven't gone axe throwing until you've drinking a Manhattan. An old-fashioned. An old-fashioned. A smoked old-fashioned, which was very good. And smoked it, which was cool. And then I drank it. And there's a new axe-throwing place up at the Tucson Premium Outlets that just opened. So I just wonder if there's any interest. Shelby's looking at me and laughing because she knows I hate this stuff. He does hate this stuff. But he's going to do it for the people. And also because he really does like axe-throwing. So if there's any interest, let us know. And, uh, you know, 
just hold on tight because it seems like there's a lot of shifting news all the time. Also, Bianca just woke <laughs> up and just walked all over. Bianca's Jesus in the podcast head. now. So, <clears throat> with that being said, bum, bum, bum. thank you all for joining us. Bear down. Shelby? Bear down. I lost $60 in Vegas, and I haven't recovered financially from my night. It was very, very upsetting. Um, it was fun, though. The key now, Shelby, is that Shelby used to play penny slots, and they're actually like $10 spins now. It's really expensive now. Bear down, guys. Don't go to Vegas. It's a horrible place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.